Well, well, well. Look who's back in the host chair. Yes, it's me, Stuart Watson. You thought it was for one time only, but no. The people have spoken. And, Andy Warren, I'm back by popular demand. What were the results? So smug. Look at him. Look at his little face back with 44% of the population behind him. It's gone right to his head. When you say population, how many wow. votes were cast? Four, four hundred odd votes. So, what percentage is that? Forty-four. Very good. I'll take it. I think there was a stage where Ross was leading that poll that you put out um, earlier this week. He went a little white when I told him that there was a chance he was in charge for, for this one. I don't know why, Ross. You host all these other podcasts on Ipswich Women and Fan Social, but. Um, I would have quite liked to seen you in, in charge today. I've done it once for the main pod, um, and I thought it went okay. But I don't know; it's just extra pressure. I have to be more professional on the other pods. I still have to be professional. I can't say you know naughty words and all that stuff. But I feel like I need to just do that extra professional. Um, I think it's probably best for you guys to to be in those chair, really. Mm. Professionalism is, and that is what I want, as David Brent would say. Um, Let's start really professionally and get straight into it, shall we? Should we talk some football? Should we talk some Ipswich Town? That's what we're here for. And we've got something to discuss today because this morning some news broke very early on from Football Insider that Ipswich Town are closing in on the lone addition of Bristol City midfielder Tyreek Bakinson. Bakinson, not quite sure on the pronunciation of the surname yet. Andy, you look like you... you I'm going... I'm going to go back in soon. I think this is one. This one. This is one that's going to run and run. Um, my cat's just arrived. He's excited. Um, this is yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to nail my colours to the Backinson mast early on, and that's probably all I can really offer about this uh, this new midfielder. If I'm completely honest, because I've never seen him play. No, me neither. But I can I can give you a sort of a brief outline for those listening of of who he is and what what he might be all about. He's 23 years of age. He came through, he's born in London, came through the youth ranks at Luton and was very quickly snapped up by Bristol City in 2017. Um, in the first summer of Mark Ashton being chief executive there. So he was a very early Mark Ashton signing at Ashton Gate. Oh, there's, oh no. <laughs> he's disgraced himself there, isn't oh, he? <laughs> so yes. for those of you just listening on audio, Andy's cat um, has just entered the screen and um, presented himself. <laughs> uh, I'll let you fill in the rest sort of uh, using your imagination. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's really quite off-putting. He, ha- he has disgraced himself quite badly there. Yeah, so, um, so I'm going I'm to move him on. I'm going to get rid of him. Just Keep boot him, boot him out the room physically. Okay. Ross, I'm going to throw to yes. you while Andy deals with with his cat problem. I'll continue <laughs> with a bit of Tyreek Bay Backinson background. Um, yes, moved to Bristol City, as I say, under Ashton. Couple of loan spells in League Two with Newport first when they finished seventh in the playoffs and got to the final. They finished seventh, made the playoff final. He was a regular that season for Newport. The following season, he went to Plymouth in the second half of the season that time and was part of that Plymouth side that finished third and got promoted in the COVID-suspended season. And then he, he breaks into the Bristol City team the following season after. And 
he's kind of been in and out of the Bristol City team over the last 18 months. He made 20 championship starts last season, scored four goals, and he's made 10 championship starts this season. He scored once. He scored the winner against Stoke. That was during a spell of seven straight starts between October and December. But he finds himself down the pecking order there. They've got players, experienced midfielders like Andy King and Matty James vying for those positions. So it seems like Nigel Pearson is allowing him to go out on loan. And of course, I guess Ipswich is a is a bit of a natural fit with the Ashton link. But the big question is, do Ipswich Town need a central midfielder? Where do we see him fitting in? I think when we've had discussions about the squad, central midfield was probably bottom of the list, wasn't it, when we were talking about areas to strengthen? I'd say so. Um, we'll get on to what, what it could mean for the rest of the squad in a moment, but on, on the face of things, where, where does he fit in? He sounds like he sounds like he could maybe be a, a, a potent. He could play one either of those roles potentially. Uh, maybe more of the Evans deeper. I, I don't know. Could that mean that Lee Evans is able to drop in to be a makeshift centre half in the middle of a back three? Don't know. What system is is McKenna looking to use? Don't really know. He's gone with the three and then the midfield two at the moment. So it's an interesting one. It's, it raises a lot more questions than answers for me, this one. Um, it's one that I, I, I'd like to just see how it plays out when it does eventually go through. Because I honestly, it, it, it just leaves me with so many, so many questions, really. Ross? Because I'm moving myself, because um, as you told me off last week um, or this week, um, he's a big boy though, isn't he? Six foot three, um, so it seems like he's going to be that destroyer in that midfielder. So he may bring us something different in that midfield because he'll, you know, Raheem Harpo is a bit lightweight. You know, other options there, Lee Evans, Sam Morsey, they are destroyers as well. But yeah, maybe adds something different in that midfield. So yeah, we'll just mm. see. It's interesting you mentioned Harper. This doesn't reflect particularly well on him and his start to life at Ipswich Town because they seem similar sorts of midfielders from what I've, I've read and seen thus far. He's a sort of a deep-lying midfielder who's, despite his size, it seems like he's more of an interceptor than than a sort of a, a destroyer. Likes to play forward, can carry the ball up the pitch, has got a good shot from from long range. Those are all the things that have been attributed to him. He himself has described himself as athletic and positive and likes to play. Those were kind of a lot of the qualities that were sold to us from the Rakeem Harper perspective, weren't they, when, when they signed him back in the summer. Comes from a similar background. Obviously, he came from a Premier League club in West Brom, but had played a bit of championship football and ultimately has dropped down. Um, don't know really where that that leaves him. I don't really know where it leaves some of the other central midfielders. I guess now that makes a John Nolan exit all the more likely. He's haven't seen him for the best part of a year injured. He's coming to the end of his his contract. You would imagine his time is coming up. Whether whether they can sort that out this month or or not. Idris El Mazouni probably makes a loan spell for him, more likely, doesn't it? Tom Carroll is another one who's coming to the end of his, his contract in the summer. Where, where does that leave him? Um, but you're right, whether where back Backinson, if we're gonna go with Backinson. Hey, you you go you go with what you want. You you go you go your own way. I might just interchange until we know the answer. But where he fits is gonna be interesting. I think maybe more of a competition for, for Lee Evans would, would be my gut instinct. Whether Kieran McKenna suddenly see, might see him as someone who's capable of playing 
in a back three, you know, with, with midfield qualities to be able to play the ball out from the back. He's a good size. I, d- I don't know. We'll have to see. A bit Trevor Shalabari, maybe in 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 that in that sense. Yeah, he seems. Yeah, he seems to be able. The clips I've seen, he seems to be able to sort of pl- take the ball off the back three and play on the half turn and play forwards. So that's just a thought. We're speaking to McKenna later. We're recording this sort of mid morning on um, Thursday. Sorry, the McKenna press conference is tomorrow on Friday. So we'll find out a little bit more about his thoughts on that. He, he might not want to talk about him at all until until the deal's done. But it sounds like it's it's pretty advanced. It's an intriguing one, isn't it? Um, any more thoughts on on Tyreek Backinson, gentlemen? Just the harp. The harp is, Harper's the one that this is what this is the questions about. Like you say, the quality is so similar. We haven't seen Raheem Harper play a Premier League um, a, a, a league game for Ipswich since the start of November. I know he's had COVID in there somewhere, but for me, this raises a lot of questions about him. This is more competition for him. Another like Harper's. As you say, he played eight, he played in the Premier League for West Brom last season, and then played eighteen games in the Championship. He hasn't come to to League One to to not make benches. Um, mm. So, I, uh, does he does he want to move on? It's not impossible, is it? And and clearly, the managers haven't seen enough to play him either. And having another body with similar attributes, obviously ahead of him, he's he's, he's going to come in ahead of him in the pecking order, isn't he? It just raises an, an awful lot of questions about about him for me because mm. he's never he's never found his feet really I did a video and a, and a written article this week um, the video with, with Ross talking about players that could leave this month that was before the, the Backinson news broke I included nine players on there and I didn't include Rakeem Harper because I just thought of his age the length of his contract the money they'd spent on him I just thought it would be really difficult to kind of move him now but this just puts a little bit of doubt into my mind about him. You'd be taking, you'd be wiping your mouth on a bit of a financial hit, I think, if you were to move him on. I think he cost a decent fee, probably somewhere in the region of, I can't remember where where we, we pegged it at, about half a million, I think, in, in the end last summer, probably with some some additional bits and pieces on, on top of that. Um I don't know. Is there a way that you can sort of loan him out and and then reintegrate him further further down the line? But at what sort of level you can do that yeah. now and what he wants to do, I, I really don't know. Yeah, I think Ipswich have got trouble genuine, genuine, uh, generally in terms of loans um, because they're a League One club, but see, in so many ways, so many of their players would see themselves as Championship footballers like even someone like Idris Elbazuni like there's such a limited pool they're 11th in league one as well and there's obviously not going to be a willingness to loan these players up Idris is Idris just an example Idris has had league two loans hasn't he he's he's done Cambridge there he's done Grimsby there um he needs to play league one football Idris but so few clubs to do it Raheem Harper doesn't need to be going to play league two football he played in the Premier League last season so where does he go it's, they're, Ipswich are in a tough position for loans in general, I think, at the moment, um, mm-hmm. for players kind of across the board. Mm. Yeah, I guess there's another, the next question is, is this a Kieran McKenna signing or is this a Mark Ashton signing? And are both on the same page with this? We talked about the the Ashton obvious connection with, with Bristol City. When, when um, just worth revisiting some quotes from Kieran McKenna earlier this month when he was asked about the, the speed of business 
and how quickly that that might happen. He he said um, the club like to do the work early, and they've been working on some players over the last few months. So it suggests that when he arrived, there were deals. You know, the, the wheels were already in motion, and you would imagine this is one of those deals. Now you would hope that Kieran McKenna is gets to to give the green light and rubber stamp these and and say yay or nay to them. But um, how, how do you feel about that being sort of the, the process? Mm. When you see a player that has got connections with Mark and you straight away go, he's he's on his dashboard. He's um, wanting that sort of player to come in. He knows his character. He knows in and out because he's you know probably dealt dealt with his agent and you know they had to meet when they first signed. But uh, yeah, it's a bit of a, I know a lot of fans are a bit right about that. Is saying is he going to be a Mark Aston signing and then a McKenna signing? But I'm sure McKenna will give the green light, saying yeah he will be a good player for this squad. But um, yeah, it's a bit concerning if. You know, for fans seeing that it's connection with Mark Ashton, Bristol City, whatever clubs has been at, that's been the sort of trend we've seen with our players. Like Rakeem Harper, he was at West Brom um, when Mark Ashton was there, or Mark Ashton's connection there. So, yeah, we think we're going to see this trend a lot. I think. Yeah, I guess it doesn't worry me. Sorry, mate, it doesn't really worry. I feel absolutely certain that McKenna's rubber stamping these. Um, I think Mark Mark Ashton said at the very beginning that. The manager will always have the final say on these, but I'm, I'm sure it, I'm sure it came from the Mark Ashton side of things. Clearly, he knows him, um, but I, I feel absolutely certain that the manager would have stamped this one. Mm. I think it's always important that when a player signs, that we reserve judgment and just wait and see. They're We're talking about Harper quite a lot there. He was someone that everyone was really excited by, probably based on just a few clips and his career on paper. Back in the summer, that's not worked out. Sonny Aluko is someone that everybody scratched their head at. You know, we don't need a player in his position. Why have we signed him? And now look what he's been doing in the last few weeks. So sometimes you just have to wait and see. Maybe he could be a missing piece to the jigsaw back and soon and that there's a master plan for him that will allow Ipswich to play a different way. Maybe he'll allow him to play a completely different formation. We don't know. Kieran McKenna might not necessarily want to play this 3-4 three system and he's just adapted to the personnel at his disposable at his dis- disposal and uh Backinson might sort of unlock the door to some different ways of playing well we'll have to wait and see won't we but um intrigued to see how this one pans out definitely uh, what it what he does do at the age of 23 is immediately fill that last remaining slot in the 22 man senior squad which was um, vacated by Toto Enciala. So if they want to bring in anyone over the age of 21 this window, then somebody else has to move on. But there's there's some candidates there, isn't there? I've mentioned Nolan and and there's some others as, as well. So I'm sure there'll be more business to come before the, before the end of this month. Do you, both ins and outs, is, do you get that sense? At least one of each, I'd have thought. Like you say, there's 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 candidates. You've you've had nine of them there. There's there's Miles Kenlock, John John Nolan would be an obvious candidate to drop out of the the squad, even if even if he doesn't depart um, the club. Um, yeah, there's there's plenty. Of just, it's even like Scott Fraser. Um, this is again not involved. There's there's plenty you could move on, and I'm, I'm sure there'll be at least one more arriving after this. Yeah, one one deal that has been done this week, finally, after a, a couple of days waiting, was uh, Christian Walton. Um, obviously, we didn't know going into the last game whether that would be his 
his final goodbye um, with Brighton having triggered the recall option. Um, but the deal is done and Ipswich Town have, have got their man. Um, we talked quite a lot about Christian in, in the last podcast, Andy, but just talk us through the the, uh, the terms of the deal, the length of contract and everything. Oh, it's, it's felt like this one's been done since Monday. It's uh, it certainly dragged on. I think there were a few paperwork issues from from potentially the Brighton end that held that one held that one up. But yeah, it's um, it's a permanent deal. Obviously, twenty twenty four the contract. So initially two and a half years, an option in there to extend that as well. A fair, fairly standard contract, but one that takes a, a twenty six year old potentially to to being a thirty year old, which is um, some great years of a, of a goalkeeper. He's one that. I really like. Um, I feel like he's one that can move up and through the leagues with Ipswich potentially, which is obviously what the club are, are trying to do. And 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 they've struck, they've kind of moved for him at at the right time. He had six months left on his Brighton deal, a small, kind of very sort of very low end six figure fee. I understand paid there to to facilitate that one happening. Um, but Ipswich have done really well to get him, haven't they? I think they. I think. Luton and Cardiff showed a bit of interest. Um, he undoubtedly could have probably—I do not doubt—he could have earned more in the summer had he had he held on to then. But um, he's liked what he's liked at Ipswich. He likes Kieran McKenna. He likes Rennie Gilmartin, and it's all combined to for him to take. Let's let, let's be real at a pretty sizable drop on a Premier League salary to to sign into League One. But he he won't want to be in League One very long, and he's seen enough to know that. To, to feel anyway that Ipswich can take him back to where where he wants to be. Yeah, really enjoyed your comment piece on on that this week, Andy, talking about sort of that Thanks, being a mate. sign of uh, you're welcome. How how the sign of how things have changed at this football club. That you know, in days gone by, we've been used to Ipswich not signing loan players, and I think Ross touched upon this earlier in the week that certainly the good ones, if if they were if they were good, then we just you know it was a case of enjoy them while we can and you know in the championship people like Ryan Fraser Tom Lawrence and um Selena I guess at the time as well was there was just not worthy of a discussion as to whether Ipswich were going to sign him you just accepted that they weren't able to and and as as you've just touched upon there Ipswich haven't really got any right to sign a player like Christian Walton but the new ownership and the ambition behind it all has, has enabled them to do it one one you're excited about Ross very very much so I'm going to Give praise to Andy as well for another piece that's on our website, the hits and misses of lone players. Oh, who thanks, mate. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, because, yeah, we've had a few of those um, in the last few years. You know, the big one is Emu Hughes, you know, an amazing loan spell. And then, of course, he's had injuries. And now he's at Colchester with the other army of t- ex-town players. But, um, no, I think this is on a lot of fans' lips. They wanted Walton to sign permanently. We were a bit worried that um, the the wave goodbye at Bolton was the goodbye, but thankfully it's been sorted, it's confirmed, and that is a position now. We're as you said, we're set now for the next few years, which is good to see. Yeah, let's not curse him. We talk about the, some of the misses, <laughs> M. A. Hughes. I think Jimmy Bullard. There was a huge clamour to mm. to sign him, wasn't he? And 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 that didn't work out. I guess they'd be the two prime examples of players. I just remember the excitement both around Hughes and Bullard when both of those signed permanently. There was a real buzz about those two and it didn't work out. So hopefully sort of Walton can buck that trend and be a bit more, well, uh, Daryl Murphy, David McGoldrick are sort of modern day examples of, of players that have, have done well after going from loan to permanent. Jay Tab as well within that, that playoff team uh, under Mick McCarthy. 
Um, but he's done. He's done. He's in the building, which means we're now down to what two lone players as it stands prior to to Backinson signing in, in just Bon and um, Selena. So there's there's room to manoeuvre there. Obviously, Backinson uh, will be alone as well. But if they wanted to get another loan or two on top of that, young ones that, as we said, would have to fall underneath that sort of 21 age gap just to uh, to give a few options. That that would be the route now that maybe McKenna has to go down. It's a market he'll know pretty well. Yeah, there's, there's Hayden Coulson in there as well, but he's obviously not of in course. the... Uh, not in the uh, not in the picture really. In fact, they, they can be almost like free hits, can't they? they those younger younger players. All that, that felt what felt like what Louis Barry was a free hit, talented young player might contribute. If he doesn't, he's not taking up room in your squad. He's probably not taking up a huge wage, um, given the, the nature of the club that are loaning them out. Don't tend to ask for the big the big supplements for those younger players. So yeah, it wouldn't be a shock at all if they added a couple of free hit um, young sparks to uh, to the squad. Good. Any other business on on uh, transfers, the sexy stuff, before we move on? Shaking Actually, your head, say the words. Go on. It's not very sexy. Ross mentioned Colchester there. Can I just pose something here? Um, Obviously, Colchester need a new manager now. Hayden Coulson's Paul gone. Paul Cook. You're going to say Paul Cook? No, I'm you? going to say, I'm going to say Paul Lambert. Okay. Wow. Mm. He still he still lives in Ipswich. Do you think he'd fancy it? Obviously, Cook Cook cannot go and manage that squad, given the the the, the, the makeup <laughs> the makeup of it and, and how and what he's already done to their lives in the uh, in the last few months. I don't think that would work. Uh, I also don't think Paul Cook would go to those no. depths but but would Paul Lambert fancy it oh, now you've said it it's um I don't really know where sort of we've talked before about where Paul Lambert goes next um you never know I don't be good wouldn't it it would be quite fun I don't know sort of what terms he sort of parted on with with Chambers and, and co but that should be more of a far more workable relationship than Yes, than a reunion, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, but, I was going to um, say it's definitely better terms than that. <laughs> it's a good, it's not a bad shout, Andy. It's not a bad shout at all. I, I tell you what, a, another shout could be Colchester really should be going for someone like Kieran Dyer. Mm. You know, and and that I'm sure he would have reservations about sort of going there, given the state that they're in at, at the moment and the budgetary constraints under Robbie Cowling, but. Wouldn't be a bad place for Kieran Dyer to cut his, his managerial teeth. Someone who's made no secret of his desire to to get into the uh, the managerial game at some mm-hmm. point. So they've obviously got Wayne Brown in as a. Has that been described as an interim or caretaker interim, role yeah. so yeah. far? So um, they'll go for someone. I wonder even if Luke Chambers himself would would throw his. Uh, his I think his, it's uh, possible. I think he will. the ring. I think he's chucked his sombrero in. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Um, <laughs> on the subject of sombrero, maybe Steve Evans would fancy that. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Kieran, Kieran Dyer would be a really interesting one. They should. They should absolutely be interested in in him. Of course, they should. He. he, he I kind of feel like he might have maybe fitted their model a bit better at post John McGreal when when they were going with the younger players and he could really get his teeth into a coach. But it'd be he's someone they should absolutely be looking at um, 
whether he'd fancy it, I don't know. But um, go yeah, there, that... get, make Dobber a key man straight away. Get get Elmizumi yeah. in on loan. Um, yeah, take Kenlock as well. I think um, I, I, of all these players that they've signed, Colchester, the one I genuinely think they should have taken is Miles Kenlock. Um, the age, kind of some athleticism in there. I know Ross, you 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 would question the style of his athleticism, but I think he's League Two is his standard. He's fit. Would you be? Would you? Would you accept that? But I, I think that that's the actual Ipswich kind of cast off. They should have been looking at. Um, yeah, I have been surprised that Miles has kind of not had a club for for this long. Um, because as, as I think I said, I lose track of which pieces we've recorded. It might have been something I did with Ross. He's played more than a hundred games for Ipswich Town. He played a fair amount in the Championship. He's. Um, I know he's not everybody's cup of tea. I know he's not your cup of tea, Ross, famously, <coughs> but. Um, He's, he's not going to take Ipswich Town in the direction they want to go. I think we're probably all on that page. But you know, I think he'd be a, I think he'd be a good solid addition for somebody, be it in this division or certainly in the division lower. So yeah, a little bit surprised he's kind of not moved on by now. Maybe he's another one this month that falls into that that category of uh, probably needs to move on and get himself some some game time now, doesn't he? So. There we go. That is the end of sexy stuff. Say the words so we officially know it's the end of sexy stuff. Any other business? No other business. Thank you. So Right. Because I have the power bestowed upon me this week to do whatever I want, I've taken it <laughs> upon myself to bring back the mailbag. Andy, over to you. Do I have to... Do you want me to sing? Is this yes. what you want from me? Yes. <clears throat> mailbag, mailbag. It's time for Stu Andy Ross to dip into the mailbag. We're back. Cool, that's a throwback, isn't it? I don't know why mailbag just sort of faded away. It's just something that we stopped doing and it never returned. And uh, I thought it was time to bring back a bit of audience participation. And so. Uh, here we go. Bit of mailbag for you. And I'm going to start with Shane Davey, who asks, which ground this season has the best press facilities and which is in the must-do-better category? Ross, I'll throw to you first. What Any that jump off the page? Um, Sunderland is up there. Good, good, um, good food before the game. Um, Sally Gillingham has to be must do better. There was no food. And of course, it rained a lot. So there was not much cover for the fans as well. Um, so they're, they're the two ones that stand out so far. I'll, I'll think of some more. Plymouth was good. Plymouth's yeah, my number some... one. Yeah. Plymouth's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Goodie bag. I missed, goodie bag I missed that one. What did you get at Plymouth? So I went off and just went off for a, a little wander and discovered that there were like little goodie bags available um, in the press room, which included a hot pasty and some various other things, some crisps, bit of chocolate, drink. It's quite nice, almost like a media happy meal. Um, but yeah, that was good. I was very popular that day. I returned with like four of them, particularly Marcus Stewart, who was doing a BBC Suffolk uh, co-coms with Brenner that day. Was um, he could not have been happier with his with his little bag. So uh, yeah, Plymouth absolutely number one for me. Marcus Most Stewart people too. Marcus Stewart, who um, always turns up when he's doing his, his radio duties with uh, a healthy amount of confectionery to kind of um, 
give out around the press box a little a tub of celebrations or something like that. It's uh, will come around, Mate, you know, scattering them. This time he didn't. He didn't. He forgot his own. He forgot to bring a coat as well. He got there and was like, "I forgot my coat." So yeah, it was. It wasn't the warmest of day either. They, and this this was the the day that he forgot his sausage roll platter. So um, those goodie bags came in handy. Good old Marcus Stewart, as Ross as Ross would describe yeah. him. Ross, I'm going to throw my own question out to you, and this has mm. been asked online before. What is the criteria to be good old? X in well I think how it's come about is I think it's just when I feel like saying it but also I think it's who I respect <laughs> very much um, okay. so I always say good old Stuart Watson because I respect you very well thank you um, I think I think I've called Andy Warren good old Andy Warren a few times as well but you're a little bit of doubt in your voice yeah. there <laughs> by accident yeah okay that's when I felt it but um it comes out here and there. It doesn't come out that often on, you know, other videos. But yeah, just whenever I feel mm. like it. it yeah, the out. um the Minogue vibe, as <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Would call it. Um good, good. Moving on. Nigel G. Andy, over to you. Well, when are we bringing that back as well? Yes. This is a nostalgia trip for everybody. Didn't agree to this. Uh, Do as you're told. Mate, I don't like. I, I'm going to stop you, right? I don't like this, Stuart. I'm going to do the song, but I need to. But, I, but I, I will do the song, but not because you've told me to. Give the um, people what they want. It's not for me. It's for the listeners. Friend of the show. I've forgotten his number, but it's a bass number. Six. Thank you, thank you for that. Nigel asks, "What colour do you think? What colour?" Do you think next season's away shirt will be? Will we see Stuart Watson's hope of yellow and blue trim? He says he loves the 76-77 retro shirt currently available in the club shop. What what are we on on the colour wheel? I've lost track. Oh, I feel it's been a while. When was the last the last orange one was relegation? They've done they should bring that black one that they've mm. had. I think the thing is actually, I think this is the last year of the Adidas deal, isn't it? So don't even know who's going to be making them, but the black one, bring the one that the third kit that they've worn this year, bring that back as a as an away. Is that exciting enough? Well, everyone seems to like that that black and grey third kit at the moment. Have, have we got an update on that? Have you got your grubby mitts on on one? It's proving difficult. That's all I'll say. Okay. I will not. I will not be stopped. But it's um, it's proving tough. Where do you both stand on yellow coming back? I love that kit. I've, I've never made any secret of the fact that yellow with plenty of blue trim, no green in sight, it's part of the club's history. It's which have had yellow in it. You can go back and look at, you know, BT and Mills and co all wearing that shirt. Um, I know I'm in a minority here. How do you two feel about it? I love the shirt. The aesthetically, blue and yellow is great, like slightly more blue than yellow, but like Boca Juniors brilliant absolutely love that i don't know i just it that feels like of its time it's okay. wearing yellow feel feels feels 70s and that's fine um i love that they've made a retro version have you got one no i, might get I, you, I might i might get you one okay seeing as, seeing as you love it that much i'll buy you your own um i'll hold you to that well i've got ross well if you think about it, the the goalkeeping kit this year, one of them is yellow. 
and it looks actually really good. So I'm on with you, Stu, really. Um, I know it's controversial. Some of the town fans go, no, we can't have yellow because of the rivalry, but no green involved, just yellow. Design it properly. I think it looks. It will look good. Do you remember there was a game, Andy, were you there? I think it was up at Blackburn in the Championship a few years ago where there was a, a goal kick. The referee wasn't happy at the last minute. The, the Ipswich goalkeeper kit clashed with Blackburn's goalkeeper or something. He got a bit pedantic about what they were wearing and Ipswich had to kind of do a bit of a mishmash number and, and Bart had to wear the yellow top, but he had to wear the green yeah, shorts yeah. and socks yeah. and... That yeah, I do remember look, that. Yeah, no, that was not a good look. That was, <laughs> that was. Um, I think that I think that might have been the day that the Sunday snap was born potentially, uh, <laughs> because we just needed somewhere to write about that because it was that funny, hilarious. R.I.P. Um, the Sunday snap. Yeah, that's not coming back. Um, you can do. You can. You can make me sing all you want, but um, I'm afraid that's had its day. Right. Next up, mailbag. Steve Wallers asks, and we're on the shirt theme still here, what criteria does a shirt have to meet to make it onto Andy's Rail of Delights? And he wants a video covering your whole collection. Now, today, you're not in your usual spot, so we can't see the rail behind you. You're in your, mm. your front room there, aren't you? Um, in the di- in the dining room. My wife's asleep upstairs. She's on nights, nights at the moment. So uh, I thought, because Stuart Watson's hosting, it's going to be an animated pod. He's going to need me to sing. Um, she doesn't need to be woken up by by that. So yeah, I'm downstairs. So no shirts, no shirts today. The rail of delight is that what we're is that what it's called now? We'll, we'll give who's who's christened it that. I'm happy to go with it. Steve, Steve Wallace, not Steve Waller, not our photography. No, Steve. Okay, different. Um, yeah, happy to go with that rail of delight. Uh, I'm going to be bored. Just a vibe, mate. All you have to do, you have to be a vibesman. Ideally, you either need to be not a, an English football club. I don't really have an interest in English football clubs. Um, interesting colours, interesting designs, not too expensive. Um, What's the most you've shelled out for a shirt? Oh, not nothing more than what would be like a standard retail price of a new one. I won't tell your wife, be honest. No, honestly... They're, they're all um, they're all picked up in um, in sort of price reduction ways. Okay. Galatasaray, there's a Galatasaray one up there at the moment, eighteen pounds. Thank you very much. Thanks. I'll have two. Um, we'll get Andy to do that video for you. If uh, I'll ask him very nicely, I'll see if he'll, he'll give you Mate, at least. It's it's not that good. It's not that good anyway. I, I sold the I sold loads of them. And I, I really regret doing it. This is when they lived in a box. So I've sold absolutely loads of them, um, which I, I really regret. Back to the football questions. Harvey Davies. <clears throat> <laughs> Such a power trip. Wake, wake your wife up. Friend of the show. Harvey asks, if Holy doesn't find a suitor this window, is there a possibility that Hlagke is loaned out instead? Discuss. Ross? Shaking nah, your head? Can't, can't see it. I think you always want to make sure you've got that solid number two. Um, and 
who would we loan him out to? I know Salford would love to have him back, but I'm probably sure they've got a keeper. But um, nah, not for me. Nah, you've given him a kicking twice now, haven't you? You've you've uh, you've dropped him once. You've then gone all out to sign the man that replaced him full time. If you then loan him out, I know you could do it with the best of intentions. Say hey, we need you to play games, but he, he's he's played a decent amount of football in his career. I think he he if if you want to keep him long term, you have to keep him here, and you you want your best backup uh, for if. For if Walton does get injured, if, Walton, if 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 Christian Walton goes off injured in the fifth or sixth minute of a of a game, um, undoubtedly I would be pre- pre- preferring uh, Hladky coming off the bench than Thomas Holy. So, yeah. no, Holy's gone, isn't he? Whether it's this month or whether it's in the summer, he's out of contract with with no extension. Um, I don't think you, you you know I can't see a scenario where he's the the substitute for the next six months and Halaki's away. And like you say, you can try and sell it to him the best best way you can, but I'm not sure you can really dress it up that well. Unless, of course, he's really unhappy and pushing and is the sort of guy that's just like, I just want to play. Just let me go and play somewhere and we'll we'll see what's happening. But I, I would say that's unlikely. But um, it's a good question, Harvey. Um, FPL Tractor asks, Backinson, does he look like an Evans replacement? slash competition to you or could it spell the end for Carroll or more controversially Fraser we kind of discussed this a little bit earlier on but Fraser is he in the the danger zone this month sadly he could be couldn't he he hasn't been in the squads and I'm saying this very heartfeltly because I like Fraser but he's just played everywhere and he's just uh it's been sad with Fraser now he was, should he should be one that needs to be playing because he's he's yeah. what have we talked about him being the sort of the most assisting player in League One. Um, he he should be wanting to play. He's come to Ipswich Town to play, so if he's not pushing for something this January, I'd be I'd be a little bit surprised. Yeah, what a shame it's not really worked out for Scott Fraser so far because you look at the way they played at Gillingham. Ipswich and the way that one two touch football and Scott Fraser could could look really good in in that style of football, couldn't he? But it's just where does he fit at the moment? And I guess he either plays in one of those sort of two central midfield spots, or or he's as the number ten. But you've got Aluko and Selina sort of vying for that. And well, I don't think any of us have been sold on him sort of playing in one of those wide forward positions have we so far so yes he's another one a bit like Harper not it's not quite worked out and it's going to be interesting to see how how things panned out the next piece of mailbag is more of a statement than a question it comes from Julian Hill and he says Andy's trainers required on Saturday Andy will you wear them yes or no it seems to me like you're you're telling me what to do today so you you tell me um what what you you've told me when to sing you've it's told not me for me look i've told you this it's yeah. the same when we interview managers sometimes managers get all caught up in the fact that it's oh it's a personal attack from the journalist asking the question of the no this is on behalf of the listeners it's not about me it's what the people want and the people want you to wear the trainers ross tell him you need to wear them, Andy. I'm sorry to say, it's a good, you know, fashion statement as well. Well, and and, and as everybody oh, knows, it... come on, they're bloody awful. I was I was diplomatic <laughs> about it last time. I'm not. 
I looked back at the picture of them. They're even worse than I remember. There's too many colours going on in there. Brown, pink, blue, all sorts. But they're the good luck charm now. And you've got to wear them until they lose. You've answered my question. They've already... Uh, okay, you didn't like the, wear them when they lost. It'll be like the white, the white kit, won't it? If, if, if that got forced at Charlton, they forced themselves to wear the white kit unnecessarily, and they lost, and it's ruined forever. Now I see what you're trying to do. You're trying, you're trying to pressure me into wear, into wearing the shoes. And if they lose at the weekend, what, what am I supposed to do with them then? Bin them? No chance. Mm. I'll wear, wear what them, I please. want. Okay. Uh, final final offering on, of mailbag is from Pablo Canuga. Canuga is his name. Pablo Canuga, and he it's asks the pro, pro Evo version. <laughs> yeah, uh, what was the what was uh oh, some what was some good Pro Evo names from back in the day? What was Van Nistelrooy? He had a good one, didn't he? It's von wasn't it like Von Nistelboom or something? I'm going to find some. Well, while we discuss this question, I'll find some classics. He asks, uh, Desert Island Discs, so one song you'd want to be cast away with. So I think what Pablo is saying here is you would have to listen to this song for the rest of your life and the only song ever. Ross, I think you've already thought of one, haven't you? I'll see. Yeah, I'm currently really into my Rihanna at the moment. Um <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of uh, albums recently. Um, it's not even a joke. This is serious. I've um, been enjoying listening to her in my office. And um, Diamonds, You Shine Like a Diamond in the Sky. Good tune. I'm, I'm happy to sing that as part of my karaoke song as well. Um, don't mind listening to that on repeat for the rest of my life. It's not, it's not that bad. Just stumbled across some Rihanna. 2008 has come calling. <laughs> Pretty um... much. Yeah. Yeah. And the other the other song is um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna swear here, but it's only, it's not a bad swear word. Bitch, better have my money. That's another good song. Trust Ross to uh, just just <laughs> lower Excellent. the just lower the tone a little bit. Right, some pro evo names. Neil Lennon was Neil Lemon, classic. Rude Rude Von Rude Von was uh, was his name. Um, Frank De Boer was Frank De Mole. Um, <laughs> There were some good ones on there, wasn't there? The teams yeah. were the best ones, like Merseyside Blue and um... <laughs> they. Oh, Man United played at the Tradbrick Stadium. I remember that. Good times. You got a song, Andy? Uh, I feel like I've got one at the moment. My my three year old daughter is obsessed. If you think if you think uh, Rihanna's a wine back in time, right? Do you remember? Do you remember Junior Senior? Don't stop. Ed- don't stop, no, the stop the bean again. Stop. Well, stop the bean. Go. She is obsessed with it. Absolutely obsessed. We've listened to it. We listened to it four times before nursery this morning, dancing in the kitchen. So I feel like that is my forever song. But if you're asking, I'd probably go with "Shores of Easy" by Norwegian by Norwegian group Breaksop. It's 15 minutes long. It's very relaxing, and it will keep me calm for the rest of my life. While um, I'm probably in a bad situation if I'm having to listen to that for the rest of my life at all times, aren't I? So it, it will keep me calm. I'm not sure bitch better give me my money. It's going to keep me as calm. No. Uh, Who's um, that by? Rihanna. Okay. Oh, okay. That's why. 
Um, just to round things off, I guess my, mine's probably more of a sentimental one. Mine is uh, the Skyboat song, which is a bit of a Scottish folk song slash lullaby, which is the uh, intro music to the series Outlander. It's about the sort of the the Jacobites up in in Scotland, but it's my wife's favourite program, and uh, it's become the song that we sing to our daughter to get her off to sleep at night. So uh, if I'm stranded there on my own. That would be uh, that would be the song that I would I would have to uh, to listen to. Right there endeth mailbag, and uh, we move on and we move on just like Ipswich do to Accrington Stanley. Who are they? Yes, you have to say that contractually obliged. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> thank you. At home at Portman Road on Saturday. Um. Accrington Stanley, I, I feel like I want to say that they're a bogey team for Ipswich Town because you think back to the, the FA Cup defeat in, in 2019, it was them that kind of put the first spoke in the wheels when Ipswich got off to that flying start following relegation. Um, they lost there earlier this season as well. But in between all of that, they've had some decent wins against Accrington. I think both the games at, at Portman Road have, have ended in wins. I remember the the 4-1 win under Paul Lambert. I think it was 2-0 at home against them last season. How, how do we feel about this game? They're coming into this actually having looked in in a decent run of form. Accrington are being Accrington. They're, they're mid-table. They are um, continue to sort of punch above their weight under John Coleman, don't they? That was it, unbeaten in five, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not bad, is it? They certainly are punching, punching above their weight. Um Feels like a very different proposition at Portman Road, though. It's not it's not the Wham Stadium. It doesn't have the con- connotations to it. Um, that being said, I don't see them being a pushover, but uh, it doesn't it doesn't feel in any way the same as as trekking up um, to the Wham the Wham Stadium. Um, I, I you'd have to you'd have to look at Ipswich for the win in this one. Um, and this again, they have to. They have to win. We, we talked about Bolton being a learning opportunity. I want to. I want to see them get straight back. Um, straight back on the horse in this one. It, well, it won't. It won't be easy. But I think. I think ultimately they they will. It's now on ever time, isn't it? I think Luke Wolfenden said that in his, in his interview this week. We've said it quite a lot, but it really is now, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think they need to. This is what they are promotion rival, really, if you think about it, Accrington, because they're above us at the moment, aren't they? By like maybe a couple of points. So, yeah, if we yeah, lose one, against them, then yeah. One place, one point above Ipswich in the table in 10th. As Andy referenced, they're unbeaten in five going into this one. They beat Bolton and Rotherham, which is no mean feat. And then they've, they've just had three consecutive draws against Shrewsbury, MK Dons, and most recently Sunderland going a little bit further back. They beat Fleetwood. 5-1, so they're in a decent run of form. But I did look at their fixtures. Seven of their last eight games have all been at home. They haven't done a lot of travelling. I think they've been to Shrewsbury and amongst all that, and that's it. So as much as we talk about it being a tough trip up to Accrington and a tough place to play, they probably feel the same about coming down to Portman Road and a big crowd here. It just feels like a different type of fixture completely. I don't, I don't know why. And, and also Ipswich have shown that they can... They can do quite well against stylistically this type of opposition in in uh, Wickham and Gillingham recently, haven't they? So, got to have a bit of hope going into this one. Um, like you say, they can get straight back on back on the horse. 
Yeah, it's just, do you remember that that Gladiators game, um, that round of Gladiators where they, they, I can't remember what it was called, where they just had to run through, Gauntlet it was called, where where there was like one one Gladiator after another just stopping you getting down a padded tunnel. Um, like Accrington are in that tunnel, aren't they? They're in, the, they're in between Ipswich and the playoffs. They have to get past Accrington. You, if, you, if you lose to Accrington at home, you're giving them another three... Three points. It's getting it's getting very basic now in what they need to do. They can't do that to these teams. Which gladiator is Accrington standing out of interest? Uh, punch above their weight. A uh, bit of an all rounder. I'm going to go Cobra. Cobra. That's exactly who I was thinking of. Well, there we are. I and now, I don't know why. On. Ross, do you have a clue what we're talking about? I've heard of it, but. Yeah, I won't know how to. Yeah, I'm not going to get involved. <laughs> Who, who's the wolf of League One? The wolf of League One, or pantomime Pan- villain? Yeah, or probably, probably Steve what, Evans. From an Ipswich <laughs> perspective, I'd probably argue Wickham. They seem yeah. to have become they're, they're probably the wolf of. It's got the hair League like one. Gareth Ainsworth. There we go. Perfect. Nailed it. Which one's on steroids? Allegedly. Well, I didn't say a name, did I? So No. Did you know that Wolf from, Glad- Wolf from Gladiator, his brother, is a football journalist? You know that? Yes, I've met him in the uh, in the Playford Road press room. I can't, uh, it's, uh, I can't remember his name now. Something Van Wick. Jim, I think That's his name right. is. Yeah, good there times. Go. Every day is a school day. Do you know what else we're going to bring back this week? Million what? Pound Picks. Why haven't we done it for so long? Where's your budget at? And do you want to spend some? Uh, yeah, we haven't done it because I basically, I went on holiday and then we just forgot. Um, and the budget is at £800,000. So still not recovered from your ridiculous attempts to just ruin it. Um, but but getting there. And I am going to spend it. Um, I'm going to spend £150,000 of it on this game on two separate Two separate little picks. Uh, I've got Ipswich to score in both halves of the game. A hundred grand on that wins two hundred and seventy-five. And then because I feel like it's coming, I, I feel like he's due this. I, Sam Morsey is due a goal. He's allowed to get forward a bit more. He really should have scored in that in that last home game when he laid it off to uh, to Chaplin to hit the post when he had a clear shot on goal himself and had a much better angle just to tuck it in the corner. Um, so Sam Morsey to score any time in this game, 50 grand on that returns £425,000. And I'm going to keep betting on that until he does it. I like that. That's a good shout. He set up Burns at Gillingham as well, didn't yep. he? After getting into the box, he certainly seems to have a bit more licence to to join the attack. So, yes, I think that's a, a wise shout. What about team, team-wise? Do we think uh, he's going to change much? It's been, certainly outfield-wise, it's been un- unchanged thus far and why why shouldn't it have been but does anything change from Bolton to this one mm. Ross you're sure. shaking your head I just I just I'm like and I'm just not sure who can come in really um who does it like do you bring Connor Chaplin in give him a start uh, I don't know to be honest I think it's it's a hard one at the moment mm. yeah, there's some good energy from him and I think him and Selena brought some good energy from the bench yeah. Once they which were two 0 down, really, 
on Saturday. Like they're they're going to be in the in the equation. Um, Nor Norwood and Aluko, I want to say, were the two that were withdrawn for them. Um, it'd be harsh to not give both of those another another start, though. I, I, they weren't. I think James James Norwood in particular was on the fringes of everything at, at Bolton, but. I think you're. I think you, you'd be brave not to not to start him again. And and Aluko's done enough to to start again. So I don't know. Um, I still think they're looking for something else on the left side, but I'm not sure they've got it in the squad. So yeah, I think it's going to look look quite similar again, if I'm honest. Yeah, there's not probably any real question marks beyond that. The players that you you'd think about sort of ones that could come in and change the dynamic a bit. There's there's not really a door open for them, is there? You mentioned Selena, you mentioned Chaplin, who George Edmondson mentioned in that, that interview I did with him last week that Connor Chaplin has made it quite clear that he's he's desperate to play and he's 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 annoyed at not playing at the moment. But who who drops out? Macaulay Bond, you've just you've worked so hard to get him to still be here to the end of the season. Norwood scored four in his last six. Aluko's been one of the best players, so it's hard to see how any of those those sort of front players get in at the moment, isn't it? Um, I can't see Evans and Morsi changing, even if even if Backinson signs in time. Burns has to play on the right because we've discussed that plenty of times. There's not really a viable change on the left. The only one I would say, and this is a bit of a mystery, is to where Carl Edwards is at the moment. Could could you see him coming in for? For Penny is a more offensive option on, yeah. on the left side of a four. Yeah, I'd put I'd put Kane, Kane Vincent Young replaced him at Bolton at the weekend. So, you, I mean, we know that he's played left side and can get up and down and contribute. But I, I don't know. It feels like a bit of a leap for him to come in and do that at the moment. But Edwards is an interesting one, isn't it? Because he's he's definitely got the hustle. He, he's kind of got the energy to play that role. He's he's not a defender, but you don't necessarily need to be, um, particularly in. In a, in a team that that's got three centre backs, like that's not your fundamental job. Is not to fit. You're providing the width. Um, you have to do a bit of everything, but predominantly you're you're providing the width. So, not yeah, I wouldn't 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 be against that. But again, it's a big jump for him. He's just he's just not been involved. Hmm. Probably going to be same again. Then you would you would imagine, um, but you never know. We're still kind of working out Kieran McKenna. Um, what he does he still strikes me as someone that might just do something that feels completely left field at some stage when when we least expect it but um whether that will be this this weekend i don't know um should we end with some score predictions how how positive are we feeling going into this game are we going to get the win that's needed yes Already, oh that was a very long wind up for your nod Russ. <laughs> Take the head all the way back, thrust yeah. it forward, yes. Yeah. yeah, I was sort of debating it could be a draw, but I've just seen, you know, Ross Sykes is suspended. He got sent off in the Sunderland game. Um, I don't know if they've overturned that or not, but um, he is a big player for them I'm in the back. So, literally. Um, yeah, literally. <laughs> big boy, big boy, Ross. Uh, my counterpart. Um, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go for. A... <laughs> he's not. He's not your counterpart. <laughs> no, no, very different. Uh, he's from Burnley. Three um, 0 win. Why not? <laughs> uh, a goal in each half. Sam Morsey to score one of the million pound picks to come rolling in. Ipswich to win two 0 
Nice. I like it. Yeah. Um, one nil Ipswich I'm going for. Atkinson haven't conceded many goals. If you look back through that that run recently that I, I described, it was 1-1 against Sunderland, 1-1 against MK Dons, 0-0 at Shrewsbury. They kept clean sheets in the wins against Rotherham and Bolton as well. So they're, they're tough nuts to crack. Um, maybe got a little bit carried away with the with the 3-0 win prediction at Bolton last weekend, swept up in the euphoria of the first two McKenna wins. So I'll go for a... Uh, a slightly more pragmatic prediction of, of 1-0 to Ipswich Town. And uh, I think everyone would snap your hands off for, for that. Just just get a win and uh, give yourselves a chance. But um, that's it for today. Any other business? Is this dictatorship going to continue into podcasts next week? Or how's no, it, no. How, how are we working from here on? No, I'm sure um, Mark Heath will have a few things to say about... Uh, about this week when he's back from from his holiday so that'll be it i'll be falling back into back into line next week but it's been fun while it lasted i'm sure you'll be back again one day you're not gonna... Stu. good old stuart watson Are you, you're not going to bother with any of the, the sponsorship plugs or anything like that no no <laughs> uh manscaped.com koa at the basket Get get yourself some stuff. See you later. From true crime to football, Brexit to Pokeville. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.